Kia and welcome to the Lost Cause Podcast. I am your DM, Josh Wilkinson, and I'm joined, as always, by my chirpy little guests. Uh, chirpy little guest number one is Jade. I'm chirpy. Uh, <laughs> Tria is not so chirpy. I don't know. She just died. Uh, chirpy guest number two is Kale. I'm screaming. I just had a really what the hell? That's not my voice. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, brother! Let him I'm know. Scream. Let's scream for I'm sure. screaming. This is my voice, and and I had really good chat with with my grandma. She's great. I mean, she's my auntie, but she's also my grandma. So and joined by chirpy guest number three, that'd be Harris. Halcyon, state raised. I've been sick for the past three days. My voice is even gravelier than usual. <laughs> it's just the man flu, though. That's gonna get him on the fuckable characters list. <laughs> do you want a little? Do you want a little voice. goblin to look after? Halcyon has been <laughs> sick all week. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's into it. There's there's at least one person out there is into it, uh, and her name is Celia. Uh, and we're joined by, of course. <laughs> Chirpy guest number four. That is Lexus. Oh, well, uh, everybody seems to be a lot more <laughs> impacted by death. Mister, we may need some me some counseling, methinks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay. So, moving forward, we have uh, a very interesting review to review. Harris, would you like to take us away? Oh, so much. It's the best thing that's ever happened. We love it so, 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 so much. A review review this week is not a review, but it is a beautiful piece of art done uh, <gasps> by Lyndon Hood. Shout out to Lyndon Hood, uh, who, from what I can tell, is catching up with the podcast after listening to the Christmas special. So welcome, Lyndon. It's great to have you. Uh, who has drawn uh, from, I believe, episode nine, the scene in which uh, we were going to blow up uh, the undying cathedral with thermite has drawn the squeeb pack the infamous squeeb pack where Crixia climbed the side of this giant cathedral uh holding half the ingredients for thermite uh while squeeb climbed onto her back holding the other half and seeing it rendered shows how fucking dumb of an idea it was <laughs> we were so lucky that we rolled well what do you mean <laughs> It was a perfect plan. One net one, yeah. and it would have Perfectly. been two dead characters. Aim a man. Uh, but what do we yep. think? Yep. One net one walking down the street would have been a dead character, mate. God, you guys, you, you couldn't see it, but my fingers were crossed the whole time. I was like, come on. This is two Josh's and, one and it's not my fault. First to die, come right? On. You don't get these, these moments often. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this uh, 14 and a half skateboards. Um, the reason for the half is is just because Squeeb's not wearing clothes. I think it's a great piece of art. I see you've got Squeeb's scarf there. Perfect. Nailed it. But other than that, other than a backpack, he's he's fully naked <laughs> and, and no one needs to see uh, a fourteen year old Bodian naked. So <laughs> um but yeah, thank you so much for your art. I really appreciate all of the effort you put in. Um I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I might print it off and frame it at home actually i think i will actually yeah i'll do that thank you thank you so much more please i yeah i i this made me laugh so hard but it also made me feel very warm and fuzzy inside thank you for taking the time to draw our first ever fan art 
that makes us feel very very good um don't yeah put, that's a huge milestone yeah don't put clothes on him it's so funny that he doesn't have clothes also <laughs> seeing him just the visual aspect of him the, the way you've done his eyes look like he's real like coy about it like this is a normal thing I'm coy. um so i give this uh uh riva dirty vincent van gogh is my review because see you later, Vincent Van Gogh. We got a new guy in town, and his name is Lyndon Hood. I'm I'm going to give this a dream trophy. Um, like we we joked about this when we first started this podcast about like guys, guys. One day, do you think we're going to get someone? True. We're going to do some fan That's art. True. And today, that dream is is realized, and it's the it's the best fan art for number one, like the first one that we got. It's great, and honestly, I'm I'm pretty honored actually to be be a part of the first fan art. yeah me and too teamwork let's go none of these other losers have fan art I'm, I'm in there i was the tower yeah, that you guys are climbing i'm just thrilled that the first fan art wasn't some weird halcyon celia hentai <laughs> shit to be honest i'm working on it i'm just not happy with it yet just give me a second <laughs> great art's never finished eh, josh yeah that's true that's so true <laughs> you just run out of time <laughs> uh, my review of this review look I think I've finally decided what my new review system is going to be oh uh, this is huge guys it's a huge breakthrough huge news, huge news. Break, breaking news announcement drum roll please context I'm an incredibly emotional person and I often cry. And so thus, my reviews will be scored by how much this made me cry. And I'm going to give this a screaming, crying, rolling on the floor. I love it with my whole heart and soul. I never once thought that starting this podcast, cast, podcast, that we, we would have people drawing fan art. It was a hope, it was a dream, but it was one in the distant future and uh seeing it made me incredibly happy and i did in fact with all i can't provide any evidence there was no cameras but i was screaming crying and rolling on the floor so thank you very much (laughs) i only glimpsed it recently and boy i love it i love it Uh, harris has absolutely nailed it with the coyness of squeeb's eyes um also the shading on it's pretty good now i i will only give this two thumbs up but those two thumbs Sacrilege. are special. I, I, no, listen, listen, hear me Special out. thumbs. I, I've, I've dug these thumbs up. Okay. It was the 9th of April, 1973. <laughs> right. I, I got these thumbs off a, a certain, uh, a certain Spanish painter uh, whose name rhymes with Roblo Ricasso. Uh, for legal reasons, I can't say who that is. But those thumbs are yours. I'll, uh, at some point I'll send them to you because you get those two thumbs and those thumbs are worth way more than any other thumbs up I could give you. A pair of problematic thumbs art. for your art. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. If you want to do But just like all, all art, it's very divisive. <laughs> if you want to send us fan art or review us or have us review your review, then please get in touch. You can email us at lostcostpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact us on our socials like Lyndon did uh, Lost Cause Pod across all our socials uh, or you can join our Discord which is a brand new shiny thing uh, get it on the ground floor and come hang out with us do it uh, do it do it come show do us it. your art there a D um, 
a double Again, D. Yeah. Thanks, Lyndon. You're the man. Um, if you're playing catch up now, I, I I look forward to you hearing this. I don't know, sometime later this year. <laughs> Let's do a recap. So last week on the Lost Cause Pod, uh, Harris, you decided that you wanted to go back to your job and do some really naughty, underhanded things in reporting the information that we just received on this brand new sneaky school. I mean, let's face it, we knew he'd do it, but, you know, he let us down. We then followed Tria to her old house where she found yet another sending stone from her lovable (coughs) ex. She then went to the Dwarven Delicious to catch up with Squeeb, who was talking to his aunt. And through a little bit of a discussion, ended up filling her in on everything we've done. That's quite a guilt trip that he had, isn't it, really? We then, after deciding that they were going to stay together until morning, followed Crixia out into the desert, who she ran into our annoying other little Bodian friend, who she will one day talk to, to then find Giggles in a very strange state before she braved to wake him up. We start with Giggles. We get a flash of the, the inner workings of this this creature. What does a creature like Giggles dream of? Giggles is in a forest, far from Puaha, a place that our heroes, if they survive their journey, may one day see, though it is unlikely. Swinging through the treetops, surrounded by other creatures of his ilk, other horrific-looking primates with long, sharp, hooked claws, with the same odd psionic ability that interrupted Squeeb's messaging. He is in a deep sleep. And as he wakes, as the, the sounds, the sights, the smells of home fade away, he is understandably upset. Grixia, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Classic. What do you mean? This was, nothing was going to go wrong with this. I can't see my screen. Oh, no. Uh, <clears throat> seven? Seven is not enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just bring up Google's stats. As, as they're awoken, in it's almost a defensive reaction, Giggles lashes out with their claws, uh, and oh boy, that, that's a lot of damage. You take 12 points of slashing damage. Um, Crixia, um, like yelps out and steps back. Will, uh, good morning to you too, Giggles. I apologize. I uh, thought you were having a bad dream, and she'll just go and get some bandages and start bandaging up her arm. <laughs> Giggles leaps up off of the floor and hooks their tail around um, some of the loose like netting on the inside of this this space and hangs there, claws out staring at you, but their breathing slows as they come to terms with where they actually are. Um, watching uh, the breathing slow, uh, she'll pat, like, hold out some uh, dried meat for him. Gently reaches out then in a flash the meat is gone 
devoured almost instantaneously. There we go. Back to normal. A giggle. <laughs> Good boy. No, I'm glad to see you too. Did you have a good day? And she, she nods and hands out some more um, meat and she gets ready to to go to bed. Uh, this meat is, is quickly cut in half. You watch as Giggles, sort of like still staring at you almost suspiciously, puts this meat up in the knitting in the like tucked under the canvas material and then drops down to go and bury the rest of the meat outside somewhere to keep it for later. Quite used to the um, routine. She just kind of just laughs like, you know, like when you've got like a pet dog or whatever, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's just, that's just scruffles being scruffles. Yeah, classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and as you... Um, and she'll check her bandages are tight um, oh, before yeah. you... Um, you don't even need to roll for, for it. You have, you have bandaged many a Giggles attack wound uh, to the point where it's almost second nature for you to bandage these up. They just hasn't learnt their strength yet, you know. They're little, they're little puppy nibbles. Yeah, they're know. teething. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and she'll just check check that he's okay, and then yeah, settle in for the night. <laughs> Never know. We don't know what's out in the desert. We end the night as you sort of like you roll over under the layers because the desert does get quite cold at night. R- bundle yourself up. And the image we end on is Giggles standing in the doorway of this tent staring at you as you drift off to sleep. <laughs> cut to the next day. The sun has risen. It is another beautiful scorching morning in Puaha. Uh And let's start with Squeeb and Tria because you have both slept pretty close to each other in neighboring, not houses, but in neighboring spaces. Um, yeah, so Squeeb will be up bright and early. Um, he will, he doesn't eat often, but he knows what he likes, but he obviously doesn't know what Tria likes. So he'll, he'll just walk down, uh, downstairs with like a glass of milk, a banana and like a, a muffin from the bakery. Um, be like, um, Tria, uh, knock on the door. Are you you awake? It's, it's time to, to go adventuring. I've I've got some breakfast. I don't know what you like, but this is what I like. So I I thought you know maybe you'd like some. Um, I I don't need to eat right now, so this is just for you. Um, I'll just leave it at the door, and you can get ready and come out, and you know she, like, I'll see you outside. Open the door during this monologue. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Pokes like her head like <laughs> sideways, so you can just kind of see the top of her head and her eyeballs. Morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll be up in a minute. Uh, just give me some time. It takes a Sweet a, a long time to deal with my hair. I'll, I'll be out. I wish I had pretty hair like yours. Um, and I'll just, yeah, I'll put the, I'll put the, <laughs> I'll put the plate down with the glass of milk and the banana and the the muffin, and I'll be like, um, you know, this is for you. I put it down and then walk up the stairs and uh, start getting foresight ready to go on an adventure. Yeah, you head up, you suss foresight, 
you guys gather and I assume unless anybody has any plans, everybody will arrive at the city gates. As the expected. only thing that I would like to just cl- clarify, uh, Josh, is um, it was uh, mentioned, I think, after we recorded. Since I died, Halcyon, he would have unattuned from his Goblin Oathblade. Overnight, could I have reattuned to this item? Oh, yeah. It, it, the exact same sort of elements of the ritual that you had to perform previously, you would have had to perform again, but there would have been nothing to interrupt that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, other than that, that's sweet. Um, when all the others join, um, Crixie will be like leaning against the wall waiting for them. Uh, obviously, ready and set for the morning. How early would go. you go? Let's say that uh, you guys all headed back just after sunset, so it would have been a pretty early sleep for most of you. Let's say you're up at like you probably would have woken up at five. What time are you heading towards the gates? Uh, Crixie would definitely be there, maybe like twenty minutes before first light. Halcyon's there. You too. hid there. <laughs> yeah, you and Halcyon oh, arrive at the same does. time. Yeah, of course. You see, Halcyon, you see Halcyon rock up as well, though, uh, in a different look. You see him like, you know, like wealthy people from Dubai. Like the full robes and kind of like almost like a turban that's got like like a safari flap on the back. Uh, he's got like little tiny spectacles, like dark black spectacles. He's like ready for the desert. He's got like a, a leather backpack that's like tightened way too tight. It sits so high up on his shoulders that it's like pressing into his neck. Um, and he's got his book in his hand. And he's like, huh, here on time for once. Very impressive, Crixia. I know that you're going to be a fantastic guide for us through this desert. I have rations. I went and bought rations for us. Oh, that is a really good pre-planning. Uh, may I ask what the rations you got? Axe beak jerky. Did you perchance get water? Oh, I will be right back. <laughs> he turns ill and he's going to go and get some water. Crixie <laughs> goes to like be like I have some water too but then just lets him be like now nah, he needs to learn just lets him <laughs> I come back know. after like 10 minutes and I'm like I think I got a little bit carried away with making sure I was dressed appropriately for the desert and that I had food that I cannot believe I forgot water but I, I now have water yes it's uh, very good uh, everything is, is learning curve and uh, as, she, as she straightens up um, offering to take the water off of you to add to the pack. You notice that she's got like a backpack um, on this time, which obviously she normally doesn't carry around the city. I I will give the water. <laughs> Do you want to just take all of the the rations and everything? The fact that you had offered to carry me in parts of this means that you'll be carrying it anyway. So why not just take it from me now? And <laughs> I take the backpack off and offer it to you. Adds it to like. Um, you know, like, when you get, like, the backpacks, then you get, like, the smaller bags, and you can put, like, clips underneath to, like, make it into, like, fashions that with some, like, rope and stuff. Just adds it to her other backpack. <laughs> Fantastic. Where are the others? <laughs> 90 minutes later. <laughs> Fashionably late. 
It gets oh, yeah. so awkward between Grixir and I. <laughs> oh yeah. It by the time well, Tria and Squeeb arrive, I'm sure it has been silent for like half an hour. At least. So it may be awkward for Halcyon. Crixie is literally just chilling against the wall, absolutely not bothered by the sound. So, like, um, just do you used go to out it. into the desert often, or you mean apart from going yeah, to my house? Yeah, of course. Uh, a few times a week, normally. Uh, yes. Geez. I do not believe you do. Any do interesting you? things out there. Oh, plenty of interesting things. Uh, it starts going on about some of the monsters that she's seen oh. in the desert. Halcyon's <laughs> face just gets, he just gets more stressed <laughs> about the concept of leaving Titan. He spends 90 <laughs> minutes getting more anxious about something that he is very scared of already. <laughs> oh, fire breathing, you say? Oh, okay. Oh, yes, but you do not need to like worry about it. They are very rare, but if you do come across them, the one thing you do need to remember and keeps. <laughs> a tumbleweed you slams asked. into Halcyon. <laughs> you asked, my man. Like... <laughs> uh, I really wish that I hadn't been trying to make conversation. Would you like to discuss something else? Sure. Where are you from? Well, I'm not actually from Powaha. I came here by boat many years ah, ago. Ah, from where? Well, uh, I do not know exactly how you say in your language, but I believe uh, Tatangi Can I called? Can I do a little memory and see what I know about Tatangi? Joshi? Yeah, roll me a history check. 13's good. It's not incredible. You, you have a vague memory of sitting with your parents are far from Powaha as you were a child. And they are not really talking to you, they're talking to each other. They're having a conversation about the Empire and how the Empire, the Elven Empire, has claimed Tartangi as, as a part of its empire. Though it's kind of the same situation as where you came from, where they don't really have control of it, they just claim that it belongs to them. Ah. Uh, have you been away long? A very long time now. I left when I was a child. Ah. Likewise. Over mm. 20 years now. Well, oh, they really are late, aren't they? You guys have been here for four minutes. Have you been? Have you been to many other parts of cars? Or well, when I left my my home place, I we we came straight to Powaha. Uh but I've I've been around most of Powaha, but obviously live um, out of Taipei. Why did you move to the grandest city of all? I, I mean, I understand there's a logical reason, but you don't actually live in the city. So why did you leave Tatangi? Well, when I uh, came here, you could say I made a bit of a mistake that uh, had some dire consequences. And uh, I've stayed since to try and I mean, I know I'm not going to get any answer to this, but do you want to just give specifics for that in any capacity of this dire mistake of yours? 
Yeah, I didn't think so. No offense, but, you know, but no. Can't blame a goblin for trying. <sighs> but, uh... How about you? I, I know that you obviously love this city very much. Yes, indeed. That is very clear. Oh, oh, uh... I, oh, too, um... It is a great shame that I was not born here, but, uh... It is my home, but I too come from a place uh, uh, across the seas. Uh, Namata is where I am from. I left too when I was very young. My uh, parents uh, fled there. There was a civil war occurring, I believe. I was very young. I don't really understand what was going on there. Ah, yes. Uh, very similar circumstances to mine. That is where the, the reason that my mother and I left. My my father died trying to protect us, so it did not make Sorry sense. for your loss. Um... Oh, it's okay. It is a very long time ago. It does not still upset um, me. I lost my parents a very long time ago, and it still upsets me. So whether or not you're saying what you're saying is true, I haven't checked the ring. Uh, Regardless, I am sorry, your love. Also, I definitely did check the room, truth or lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. I don't, oh man, I can't even tell the truth about my dead parents without you not believing me. Um, but Crixia hearing that it does still upset Halcyon, um, you know, like that's it's a very small, I'd say, human. Um, it's a very small goblin part of him that he doesn't often show. Uh, so kind of like awkwardly just pats him on the shoulder a bit because like as much as I was like, like she said, it doesn't upset her as much anymore. She understands that, that pain still. Like it's not that like she's forgotten well, that. We're more similar, it seems, than you would expect. Maybe one day he'll rise to copper tier or higher. Maybe one day. We and they really are tired. <laughs> and this is where you see uh, Squeeb riding on a beautiful, beautiful foresight. Uh, he's got his he's got satchel strapped like over, over him, so he's got uh, a satchel on each side of um, of foresight. And Squeeb is also wearing like a like a small Bodian backpack. Um, you know, not speeding off, just walking alongside uh, Tria, um, telling tales of his life and, you know, how how he's sneaking into school and learning stuff and whatnot, asking about Tria's kids if she'll talk about him about just them. Just a quick <laughs> visual reminder for me: uh, the shop on the back of is it on the back? That's not, not attached. attached. Okay. It's not attached. No. He's he's uh he's free balling um he's free balling foresight today. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Tria is like strolling alongside foresight, uh, and uh, as they like rock up, you hear at the end of a conversation. Oh well, Abe was a, a rambunctious kid, but uh, Ray Ray kind of kept him in line. I'd a lot of energy it it but they were they were my heart they are my heart um and she's like 
trailing off as she spies uh, Crixia and and Halcyon in the the near distance. Uh, you see, Tria is wearing like lightweight but full coverage clothing. Um, she's wrapped most of her like the top of her head in scarves to keep the sand out, and then has one free scarf hanging. Uh, from the side of her face that you can only assume is meant to be pulled over um, to not get sand in her mouth. <laughs> um, uh, and I guess finally meet in the middle. <laughs> um, Jade, with your passive perception, I'm just going <laughs> to send you a message. As you uh, Kale, with arrive. your passive perception, I'm going to just text you and say you look really... Oh, yeah. my, uh, my plus 100 uh, that yeah. I have? Sweet. Yeah, I'm messaging you. Cool. I'm messaging cool. you Kelsey's checking you Sweet. out. Obviously. You, you just want to be new to this, so he's letting him. Um, as as uh, Scrape and Trio approach, Kelsey will go, you're late. Um, well, I mean, we said first light, and I mean, it looks like this is the first time it's been light. <laughs> so <laughs> we've we've been standing here for ninety minutes. Um, sounds like you were early. No, <laughs> no. Can Tria <laughs> tell just how early they were before first light? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Why would you know how to do I that? I just meant, like, how long has it been it's since like, the right? sun's been up? Where is the fate that... that allows you to do that? Because Halcyon said they'd been waiting... Halcyon said they'd been waiting 90 minutes, so mm -hmm. does she know... Does she know how long it's been light, is what I meant? Uh, you can ascertain that for sure he was early. Um... You definitely, you're definitely not ninety minutes late. You, you're a bit late, but split the difference. He was here about as early as you were late by. Uh huh. Okay. Well, Crooks I and mean, I have been waiting this whole time. It's very unprofessional. Look, we're very sorry. We're not professional. Uh, Accept your apology. Thank you so much. It just. It is okay. I was using the time to teach Elsie on the yes, little bit about the desert. Sounds like educated that he is much needed, and and I will not be accused of being late just because I had a nice hearty breakfast with a friend. It, breakfast is the most important meal, especially when you're going out into did the you desert. Eat today? No, I didn't. But Greg Tria did. Yes, it was lovely. Um. I, I just underestimated. Truthful lie. Truth lie on that one. <laughs> it was. It was in a bakery. It was just like the meal was a bakery lovely. That's a front. That's <laughs> a front. You don't know yeah, that doesn't that. mean she's not a baker. Right. Okay. Um. But yeah. The. It was. Uh. I just underestimated how long it took to uh, wrap all of this around my head. It's been a long time since I've gone out traveling in the desert. Anyway, since we are late, we should probably get moving. Indeed. Uh, Squeeb, is there room on Foresight for me to join you? Well, let me just ask Foresight. Uh. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll be like, Hey, Flossie, <laughs> do you think Halcyon could jump on the back? He said no. Sorry. Truth or lie? Truth. Because Squeep can't speak to animals. So. <laughs> How is that truth then? <laughs> well, it's not a lie. <laughs> that, means, that means Squeep thinks he can speak to Forsyth. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Uh, Halcyon will turn and do like an uppies to like a, like a little toddler doing uppies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... Craigsy just looks at him for a second, unsure how that makes her feel. Um, but then we'll like grab him just underneath the shoulders, and then kind of like flip him around as she like twists him in Perfect. the air to like pop him on her shoulders, like cheerleading. You know, like a dad putting child on Hell his shoulders yeah. to like. How's he gonna rest his yeah, cheerleading on, your, on like... the top of your head? <laughs> it starts taking nuts. Very good. Let's make. <laughs> let's onward. <laughs> Crazy just shakes her head slightly and just starts walking. Like, whoa, whoa! I need a stable surface to ride on, please. <laughs> yeah. Um. As we're traveling, um, Squee will also be reading through his book, just, just casually, you know, carrying on translating it and, and whatnot. You head out into the desert. Oh, you head out into the desert. Uh, in a direction that is very rarely traveled by most uh you head towards sort of the outskirts of Poaha behind the city um though Crixia you've traveled you've traversed this desert many a time you haven't really had any reason to head this way you didn't know anything was out here except the very edge of Poaha uh you guys begin your journey you head through the hot sweltering desert sands uh I need everyone except for Crixia to roll me a constitution save I got an eight. <laughs> Yay. Lovely. Uh, Squeeb. Squeeb got an 18. Pretty good. Housing got an 18 as well. The, the one person on foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who isn't a desert wanderer. <laughs> yeah. Our team. <laughs> Tria, this journey though it is it has just begun has really taken its toll on you a mixture of of not having the perfect clothing for traversing the desert desert combined with the fact that a lot of you is covered in fur leaves you feeling drained it is hot it is sweltering you go through your water so fast uh, and you take a level of exhaustion this is awful I, it's been so long and I think I I just forgot how hot it is out here it's actually not as bad as I expected it's actually quite pretty you know the, the big view and the sky and you know could could Crixia take a look at um, like her clothing and make some adjust, adjustments to make it like a bit more comfortable for her yeah, you you can do that. She grabs some knives and just yeah, like, cuts Chris a whole bunch like... of holes <laughs> in her clothes. <laughs> Come back real you need to sunburned. breathe. Get some melanoma on the way. Who knows? 
Um, yeah, so Crixie will walk over to, to Tria, um, and obviously we'll, like, take a pause and, and ask, um, but then we'll, like, uh, adjust them, um, a bit better to get a bit more, like, airflow or whatever it is that you need in the <laughs> desert. I'm not an expert person. The, I will make you roll for it. Um, effectively, you have to cut half of her sleeves off, so, like, the bottom half, so that still protected from the sun, but way more airflow. Well, I mean, I did choose this outfit so that if it got destroyed, it wouldn't be a problem, but I wasn't expecting the sleeves to be cut off. Thank you, though. This is, this, this helps. You're welcome. And uh, on the off chance that you'll need extra layers because of, you know, where we travel, we may get into a shady spot and sometimes temperature drop very low. I have extra Thank you. I wasn't you. sure how long we'd be out here, so I, I, I packed some stuff, but I don't know how appropriate it will be. Well, one thing that I have learned, you can plan to go in desert for hour and come back day later. Yes. So. Well, let's get moving. <laughs> Crixia, you know the first hour's journey away from Puaha is relatively safe. Most creatures see the city walls, they hear the bustle of people, and they tend to stay away. But once you hit that second hour mark, I need you to roll me a survival check. While that's happening, Josh, are we looking at just endless sand? Like, are they like... I'll let you know after the survival check. Okay, right. Any, um, stray magic missiles? (laughs) None that you can see. So there's only invisible magic They're out here. floating around. They're out here. I know they are. Uh, 14. 14. Uh, as you glance around, leading this motley crew through the sands of Puaha, over, you sort of like crest uh, sand, a, a sand dune, you see that the sands start to level out as you head towards the exterior of Puaha. It goes from sort of a pinkish sand to a red, dry, cracked, arid earth. Um, there are small, like, sections where stone juts up in front of you, blocking parts of your vision, but you are immediately drawn to maybe 200 feet out in exactly the direction you guys are heading, two cacti that are massive. They are, like, 11 feet tall. Uh, they're next to each other, sort of, um, almost like leaning on each other, almost forming, like, an, uh, an A or like an arch that could be walked through um, but something something isn't sitting right with you Crixia Josh <laughs> could I <laughs> I'll tell the others to stop um, and then like try to find a bit of a vantage point could I try to look for markers to see if they're you know yeah, you know you what I'm looking for. Command the others to stop. You quickly scale a nearby stone. Um, <laughs> they're of an, in, a very unusual size. The size of these cacti is enough is <laughs> almost to confirm your suspicions. Um, and there is, as you, you really study the ground, there are small grooves in the sand on either side of these cacti. She nods, hands back to the others. Um, Vil, uh, 
those those two uh, cacti ahead with the uh, the the shape the, that you go through, not the doorway but similar. Uh, they are not what they appear to be. I do not know the name of these things, but uh, do we wish to try and find a way around, or should we try and take a look? They are not uh, super easy to oh, it's dangerous, to face. great. They're, they're not the most pleasant things. Um, mm. We're, we're really talented. I'm sh- I'm sure it would not be a problem with the groups such as ours. But uh, I I do would like to warn you then. How there. much time would it add to our travel to go around? Uh, can I take a quick look around and see if there's like a a couple routes or just one route or? Yeah, with your survival check, um, there are no foolproof plans that come to mind. But if you were to use some of the few rocks that there are, if you were to use them as cover, you could probably sneak around without too much of a delay. Otherwise, you could take a really circuitous route and add like half an hour to your journey. But it would mean there's no danger of running into whatever these might be. Well, if you want the completely risk- risk-free route, then uh, maybe half hour, a little bit longer, depending on the little feeties. But uh, we could potentially try to use rocks to sneak past. But obviously, if we do get caught, there is there is danger to that. What what are these creatures? Um... I again, I I do not know what they are called. I I do not know a lot of people that study these things. But uh, they're they're quite quick. They they shoot some needles, and they have some very weird liquid things that they they have that. Uh, Squeep, your people like to find their corpses, but it's very difficult to find the corpses, not the live ones. So. Hmm. Why? Interesting. Most people do not like... No, no, uh, I mean, why do they like to find them. their corpses? Do they, like, harvest their spines or something? Oh, yes. There, uh, there are some medicinal and various uses for things like that. Their needles and their juices and whatnot. Uh, they have explained little things to me, but... Uh, I'm not an alchemist. I do not know the full details. Maybe one day you can meet them and ask yourself. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm opposed to fighting desert monsters, but I am also at the whim of the desert leader. So whatever you want to do. Do they do they understand a language? Maybe I could talk them into, you know, going away permanently. <laughs> I mean, personally, the only time I've, I've come too close to, to know, would, I, I wasn't too focused on talking to them. I was focused on trying to, you know, kill it. But if, if you'd like to to go try, I I personally would yeah, not I advise it. But, uh, so a long way around? Or would we like to try and sneak? I have through? a funny feeling sneaking foresight past might not be easy. Um, we could probably just take the long way to avoid risk. How how fast are they? Well, it has been quite a while since uh, since I fought one, but uh, I tell you, I I do not forget this fight. It came out very quickly, even half injured, very very quickly, and it stopped like you know, right in front of the face, and it was oh, hot racing it was. Tough, okay. good fight. Yeah, I was just thinking, is there a potential we 
you know, have a distraction where, you know, foresight runs and draws them away. But if they they sound too quick for that to be possible. Yes, I suppose, long way around. All right. Uh, Valleyville. Yeah, Crazy will start leading them the, the long way. Uh, you do so. It'll add half an hour on your journey one way. If you head back this way, which you likely will, because it's the fastest way back to the city, it'll add another half an hour. But sometimes in the deserts of Poaha, boring is best. Uh, you take a wide, circuitous route. You manage to place as many rocks between you and these two giant cacti as you um, can. As, as we're walking, um, uh, Halcyon, if, you, if you'd like to know more, uh, I could possibly draw for you from what I remember, if you'd like. I don't Information know of any kind is always helpful. Um, so, yes, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, you like reach take, up for pen and paper. The book that's she's prepared for a lot of things. Writing is not one. It down to you. He will draw into his, uh, like, into the side of his robes and take a non-magical pen and hand you like a really basic, like pencil. <laughs> uh, she tries to draw the creature from the best of what she remembers, while they make their way of course not stop to do it the image is akin to if you could picture a giant but it was a cactus that's what it is uh it i assume you've done like a very simple maybe like a a crixia to to show the scale of this creature um even uh yeah it it would also be like it'd be very caveman style drawing too um like very simple sharp edges geometrical Um, like yeah. The cacti you can see is like two thirds of the creature. There's a third of it buried under the sand. This thing is huge. It's stupid big. I like take it back, and I'm like, it's yeah. I'm very half an hour more. You said no, that's nothing. <laughs> this thing looks nightmarish. <laughs> uh. Oh, I must, I must admit, I'm very glad that you guys wanted to go the long way. Uh, I would have tried the fight, but. Uh, oh. Uh, hey, I'm very Grixia, glad that uh, just, <laughs> gonna like lean down so he's like his face is like in front of your face he's like hey <laughs> what you want to do when we're in the desert let's do that because you've got more experience than all of us don't throw it to the group of fighting a monster that you are unsure we'll be able to fight let's just follow your lead oh Halcyon I did not know you'd be so willing to take somebody else's lead well in, in that case yes well yeah you could uh, I don't want to die I again very happy to do without knowing someone will bring me back and i'm putting all of my uh stock in you making sure i get back to that city alive so yeah i'll follow your lead i literally have to i'm riding on your shoulders tria is gonna (laughs) walk up to crixia really well um and like very quietly whisper there's something following us. <laughs> Looks down at her. Oh, uh, that that does not appear to be good. It's uh, about behind about sixty feet, and it's small. I'm not sure what it is. 
can Crixia turn to look and see if Roll she can identify? Check. Oh, I'm so good at perception. Let me know what, if it's a pass or fail, baby. Uh, 14 plus 1, so 15. That That's a fail. Joshy? Uh, roll again. Wave of deja Rewind. Time magic. Oh, well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think I saw something, uh, but uh, with a natural twenty, I believe that I see what you're seeing. Can I see everything, so, yeah, Josh? I believe. <laughs> What's your total? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Twenty-one, 21. is your total. The, whatever this creature is, you do notice it. Don't be wrong. Twenty-one is is quite high. Um, you take a deep breath. You settle. You glance out over the horizon. Whatever this thing is, is very stealthy. It is quite sneaky. What you notice isn't the specific, like you don't notice what it is, but you notice movement. Something is is low, small, it's close to the ground, and it is effectively scuttling between the small, like the rocks. You only see it because of the small distance between these stones that are here. Uh, can I, I mean, typically you, you don't see them at all, but can I like kind of akin it to how the Bodians disappear and and come and go or is it too slow for a Bodian? Um, it, it moves about as fast as a Bodian would move um, you also now that it's been brought to both yours and Tria's awareness you notice that it isn't trying to close in on you guys it is keeping a specific distance from you um, so would, would I be kind of like reasonably confident of being out there that this is like someone from the City of Silk keeping an eye on his kind of thing? Or am I getting more like malicious uh, intentions? They haven't tried to attack. They're simply following. Um, they're small and moving at the speed of a Bodian, but they could be anything that has the same movement speed. Whatever this thing is, is very good at hiding. Well... I think the best course of action is to keep going, but to keep an eye on it. I do not believe that the, at this point that it an eye on wants what? to give us any harm. Uh, Tria is going to like crouch down to, next to Halcyon and like Halcyon's kind... higher than you. It's oh like, yeah, you're on his, his shoulders. Up. I forgot. Yeah. God, you fucking lazy piece of shit. Anyway, <laughs> Tria is going to like motion for Crixia to bend down so she can whisper in Halcyon's ear. She Whoa. bends a knee. <laughs> Slower, please. There is something following us. Do not panic. It, it hasn't gotten any closer, I've but been it is about this whole time. Well, don't there panic giant... more. <laughs> okay. What? This, okay. It's following. But it's about 60 feet behind us. I think Crixia is saying that we continue to move forward and not pay it any mind, but keep an eye out. Should I uh, draw a little, I don't know, snake in the sands and just leave it here? We can keep walking and then I can look through the eyes of my snake and maybe see it. I think that would be a really good idea, Halcyon. 
I think so too. God, I'm so good at being in the desert, and I'm not scared at all about where I am. Elsie <laughs> <And> will <laughs> use his magic pen, uh, and yeah, we'll animate a tiny snake that will just like set itself into the sand and sink down low. Um, to to Halcyon being like not scared at all, like such a good boy. Vibe. Um, can Crexia like boy. reach into one of her packs and offer him up like a like a cookie equivalent, a treat? Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like eating right now. I feel like if I, I'm too anxious to eat, but it's fine. Trust me, the, the sugar will help with the, the anxiety levels and will keep you stable in the desert. It's fairly good. Uh, only because I'm putting all of my faith in you that I'm not going to die here. Uh, I'll see you more later. Good boy. I don't know if I'm like <laughs> Um, you you bite into it. It is it's like a step up above hard tack. It's like if somebody put brown sugar in hard tack. Mm, delicious. What is this? Knowing <laughs> that Halcyon largely just eats hard tack, like that's the main thing he eats. <laughs> Sweet hard tack is such a step up for Halcyon. Mm, yum. I don't know what you've done with this, but this is fantastic. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Uh, Squeeb's parents actually, you know, turned me on to the trick of keeping it around for desert travels. Yeah, what is the deal with that? With them knowing how you to, knowing to bake? No, I, I don't know no, how to No, no, you knowing the parents of Squeeb. Well, I used to work with them. In what capacity? I was their bodyguard when they went out of the desert. And what were they doing out in the desert? I believe that that would At be... At this point, the more observant amongst you will notice you see what whatever the figure is, it picks up like a stone and it throws it so that the stone lands equidistant between you guys and the cacti. Oh no. Right, we should get moving. Were we not walking that whole time? <laughs> yeah, cool. We were. Slowly. <laughs> Pick up the pace. Um, well, that's a conversation <laughs> ah. for me and Squeeb as Crixie starts walking quickly. <laughs> Quicker. Uh, you guys pick up the pace. The figure is able to keep your pace. Uh, as you make your way around these stones, it throws another. Uh, and it disturbs the sand in between you guys and the cacti. This time it's a little closer to the cacti. And you see there is a almost like an, a reflex. You see one of the large arms of this cacti, like, twitches. Run? Do we run now? This feels like... This Start feels like dashing a for, like... Yeah. Yep. Start running. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. You guys start running. As you do, this figure picks up the pace. You were able to see it is basically, it looks like it's robbed a clothesline and has just <laughs> sewn together various fabrics. So you're effectively being chased by like, picture like seaweed made out of clothing. That's what you're being chased by. And it picks up the pace and is running after you. And as it does, you watch as it like a Bodian limb reaches out of this fabric and starts to try and like skim stones along the sand to disturb a straight line between like the creature and you guys. Uh, I'm gonna roll a perception check for the creature to see if it gets up. How? Is, is, sorry, just just while you're doing that, it's it is Bodian sized. It's just like a Bodian and a bunch of rags. Is that the vibe? Yeah. 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 Can Tria pick up? A large enough rock to heft, but not large enough that it's, like, fucking ridiculous. But to try and throw it in the direction of the Bodian. 
Like just uh, Yeah, you wanna you wanna try and counter lore are yeah. you trying to hit the Bodian or lure the, the giant cacti towards the Bodian? Uh, lure the cacti towards the Bodian. <laughs> Just Heck in, yeah. it, in um, its direction. But one that's big enough that it'll make a disturbance bigger than the pebbles that the Bodian is throwing, I, but not I big enough that it's fine. I see this happening and I go to Dread. Fucking nail it, Dread. Without <laughs> <laughs> a conspiration. Uh, you can do this, but... To do it, you're going to have to slow your run and divert a little bit to pick up a stone so that you and the group will separate. That's fine. Uh, cool. Uh, roll, me, roll me an athletics check. Uh, with my level of exhaustion. But you got inspiration. So, okay, so it's at disadvantage yeah, so it's, it's, for it's, the D6 so added? At first level of exhaustion, all skill checks are made at disadvantage, but saving throws attack rolls are unaffected. So this will be made disadvantage, and then you get to add the inspiration afterwards. Okay, so that's athletics. Please. 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 Oh, thank God. Um, that is a... Oh, wait, I need to roll my d6. That is a 16. The Bodian got a natural 19 on their sleight of hand. You watch as slowly sand starts like trailing off as one of these giant cacti creatures starts to lift itself out of the sand and now you are the closest target. It hasn't freed itself yet, but you guys are all moving through. I'm going to say you've got a few rounds where either this fight starts and kicks off or you escape. I'm going to cast um, Firebolt directly at that fucking fur bowl of clothes hell yeah try and catch him on fire love to this will also slow you down by the way but i'm not moving right it's it's foresight i'm on foresight right oh that's true it won't slow foresight for you to take a fireball uh having a stage uh that come on load you wasted Natural Let's 20. Go. Oh, yeah. For 25. Roast that podium. We got dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, that, that nails him. That nails the Bodian. Um, and it's a crit, so it's double damage. <laughs> uh, that is uh, 14. Let's go. 14 fire damage. That's a big hit. You launch this bolt of fire that. You don't know if it's arcane coincidence or if it's just the heat of the desert, but as you launch the bolt of fire, it grows and grows and grows, and with 14 damage, instantly incinerates the body. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, the clothing they're wearing was Whoops. dry, catches like tinder, and immediately they are... They're like... In the blink of an eye, they are a fireball and then ash being blown away oh. by the poor Hassan. <laughs> Um, I mean, I wasn't trying Dragon to do that, queen but weeps at your power, Squeebs. That was pretty Let's cool. continue this later and keep running. And Taria's gonna just keep running, sprinting. Keep yeah, Foresight's just dashing and dashing. I'm gonna sit on Foresight backwards, um, just so that I can see if anything else is following us again. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You turn around, you see that the the creature, the cacti, 
giant has like poof, poof, busted fully out of the sand. Tria is the closest uh, compared to any of you. Uh, so Tria, I need you to roll me an athletics check as this creature like gets up and launches itself and starts just running straight at you. It has no face. It is just a giant cacti with arms and legs. Is Tria within 30 feet of me? Yes. Just. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, that was bad, team. Uh, I rolled a three. Is that a fail touch? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll roll for the, the cacti monster. Uh, <laughs> twelve on the die, so that is definitely higher. Yeah, you um, re-roll that. Re-roll that. Re-roll. I'm using both of them right right out the gate. This re-roll is still at disadvantage, right? Run faster, and I'll give you another. I'll give you another inspiration. I'll inspire you to move. You're gonna fucking die if you don't run faster, Tria. Oh, for fuck's sake! Please. I'm going to bring up the Ripsalis' stats. You need to beat a 12. I did not beat a 12. I got an 8. <laughs> With the Bardic Inspiration. Uh, is it... Oh no. This wrecking ball of cacti uh, covered in spikes and thorns and just all kinds of pain is sprinting towards you, Tria. With that roll you are struggling to basically keep up the pace as this creature is chasing you. Um, You're moving at similar speeds, but it is slowly closing. And with that failed athletics roll, you don't know how long you'll be able to keep this up for. It hasn't closed the distance to you yet. So I'm going to say everyone gets around and then the creature is going to catch up. Great. Wait, if we can keep... I'm going to teleport Tria. (laughs) <laughs> what what i'm gonna excuse me i'm going to so squee riding on the back of like facing backwards um all of his arms come out um he creates a bunch of clocks it goes to like he, he basically types in a code uh, a code with the clocks um <laughs> all all six of his hands clap together uh feet or hands whatever you'd like to call them fans they all clap together (laughs) as fans they all clap together and then like a a wave of like blue energy just sort of like spreads out in a ring but then as the ring finds uh as the ring hits tria all of the other energy just sort of goes like stops going outwards and goes directly to tria uh, and so starts swirling around her as she instantaneously gets teleported uh, n- uh, 90 feet in front of me. What? God. I was mid run and now I'm in a blue vortex and, and I'm. God, I hate magic. I love magic, but I hate this is horrifying. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess I might not die to this horrible cactus monster. Um, you should f- follow us on our social medias. Uh, we've got pretty much all of them. Uh, Lost Cause Pod and everything, and a Gmail with the the same title. Uh, we've got a Discord now where you could talk about how I almost just died to cactus monsters and might still, um, and come back next week to see if I get out of this 
blue vortex thing and show up somewhere else and fight this horrible cactus monster. Anyway, bye. <laughs>